you've been looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental one that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no bs helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things the iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do no excuses Mark owns martial arts schools, and after 30 years, he has some real insight for real talk, real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox. Good morning, good morning. Mr. Cox here. Sorry about that. A little bit about, looks like I'm about nine minutes late. I apologize. Running a little bit late from home, trying to get my stuff together. And uh, just uh, got here a little bit late. I apologize. All right. There we go. All right. Good morning, everybody. Let me just get myself situated here. You guys get a little clips in my office. It's Thanksgiving week. And uh, we're getting ready here at the studio also to, um, you know, uh, for our holiday season and kicking it off. And we're looking forward to a great Thanksgiving and uh, a great Christmas time. You guys know that I'm a big Christmas fanatic. If you don't know that, you're welcome to go by my house. It'll be decorated to the till. I'm still kind of doing that, and we're looking forward to it. So I want to say happy Thanksgiving to everybody this week. Uh, we got a lot to be thankful for. I've got some questions that people have kind of proposed to me, and I'll I'll tell you a little bit about some of my journey, guys, and what we're doing. We're going to talk about 75 Hard. We're going to talk about some, uh, you know, I've got some text messages, questions, and I've got some direct message and some comment questions that are coming. You're welcome to see on the comments over here, as a matter of fact, and making sure that these, uh, just let me make sure that we're, we can view comments and stuff like that, if that's good. Um, if you need Facebook open, mute it. Do, do, do. Okay, so guys, if you're watching on Facebook, just do me a favor. Just give me kind of a thumbs up so I know that uh, I comments are working both on the Real Talk. I think I have somebody on Facebook and I have somebody on Real Talk. If you guys just give me a thumbs up so that I can see it on the, on the comments that uh, I can see both comments just in case you guys got questions coming in. I have somebody from, it uh, looks like the YouTube channel that's gone. Ah, there you go. You like that? You, you dig the, the my fireplace? Isn't that great? You know, what's weird about it is, so this is a big TV that we have in the background and I always kind of got a fire going on in the back. Uh, it's just, uh, it's super relaxing. So if you're sitting in my office right here, I don't know if you can see up top a little bit right here. Up there, across the ceiling. So if you come into my office, anybody that's been inside my office, hey, Jose, how you doing, buddy? Um, if you come into my office, uh, it's it's we have this uh, so you know where I got the idea. So if you come in my office, it's kind of like a museum, man. I have got so much stuff on every ounce of the walls and uh, tins, and I've got military flags in here that were dedicated to the studio and and 
I'll just all kinds of stuff. I'm a Hulk fanatic, and if you don't know that, so when you come in my office, you know it's kind of like stepping into it, you. You don't know where to where to look. There's so much to look at, and then I've got my whole podcast office in here, also. And then above the ceiling right here, I can't have it running when I'm on air because it just is it, constant. But I've got a G scale train that's right above my head on the ceiling, and then on the other side of my office here, there I have another. I have a dual train up on the ceiling where one's going one way, one's going the other, and uh, where I have two O-scale trains up there, which is pretty awesome. And uh, so it's 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 been uh, – it, it's a fun office, let's just say that. So it, some of my students may not say it's fun when you got to come in and talk to Mr. Cox in his office, but when you get to come in here, you're always welcome. If you guys come down, you can come and see the studio in – uh, come in my office and, and I'll give you a tour of it. You know, that'd probably been fun to do a live one time where I'm just kind of walking around. You can see everything in here. I've got some really cool um, uh, stuff that was given to me. Uh, one of my coolest things I can't show it's on this side over here on this wall, but is a military flag and it was flown by here. Let me get this. Uh. So if you look at this right here, right, this is the 69th. This is the bomb squadron right here, right? This is what what it was. And the 69th bomb squadron, this is certified that the flag flew on the B-52H on December 15th, 2017, with the call sign Grim 23 in support of Operation Inherent Resolve. This was a flag. So the flag's right here above it. That was flown on the on that mission and then given, it was presented to me uh, by this, by this, this was really a, a really cool gift. And so you guys know that I teach quite a bit of military and, uh, and so, you know, there's always challenge coins and, uh, patches that are kind of the norm for military and for police. Okay. And, uh, matter of fact, I just, John V just gave me this. He, this is his company from the Marine Corps. Uh, he just gave me this challenge coin the other day and just how uh, awesome that, that kind of stuff is. It's, it's a, it's a huge tribute. It's one of my most favorite things that uh, I've ever gotten uh, from the military. I've gotten some such, some of the coolest gifts uh, ever from, uh, from, so the Nighthawks one time, that particular crew that we were teaching the Nighthawks, they gave such an awesome gift one time. They have a, um, it was a, a hand pistol that was made just for them. They only had, I don't know, 45 made for their team. So it's got the Nighthawks uh, emblem on it. And, uh, you know, I keep that locked in the safe, but they gave me one of those guns. I think I was number 12 out of the 45 guns that they gave, uh, they gave us, which was just, just an awesome gift. So those are some of the perks. I know I've got some questions on the military and what we do when we go and teach the military. So let's talk about that real quick. The, the military, you know, uh, we've gotten uh, to be able to, to uh, teach the police officers and, and the military. There's definitely a difference in between the two, for sure. Uh, when it comes to military, you know, they're how their tactics are a lot different than the uh, police tactics. You know, when you, when you're going in on a raid or whatever, whatever you're doing. And most of the time when I go and teach the military, uh, I'm teaching mostly the Krav Maga gun. That's what I do the most. That's, that's probably my forte. 
and we go in and, and, uh, we'll teach the soldiers, you know, a gun from front and rifle. And, and then they have these great training centers there as it is. And you go and when they have a, a shoot house, that's really awesome with SIM training and stuff. So we can kind of test out what it is we're teaching with them. But one of the, so you guys know, if you don't know a Joe out in, in Pooler is our main, um, defensive tactics Krav Maga instructor and he's a 20 plus year combat veteran uh, ranger with uh, out out there with multiple tours and he's our main guy and but when on his what he's done on his next shift was he was working with the chaplains and so the last few things that we've done is working with the chaplains and the chaplains assistance where so in case you don't know on the military when the chaplains on base which we have one. Rick is one of our chaplains in, in Simi Valley's Krav Maga. You know, you're not allowed to carry uh, firearms when as a chaplain. And so they always have an assistant that's with them that is protecting them on the battlefield. And so we work. Now, they, a chaplain can have a secondary weapon and stuff, but he can't carry a, a firearm. And so you know, we go through scenarios on how to protect the chaplain and the chaplain's assistance. And that's been kind of one of the main things that we've done for quite a while now on the military front and under under Joe's lead. And uh, so that's why I usually fly out to Georgia and when we're doing that military. Also, Pooler has a uh, contract with the Garden City Police Department. So we've been working on on post-certified uh, curriculum of Krav Maga there. So the the question posed is what do I do or what is our forte? It's so in the military when I'm teaching I I do my my forte when it comes to Krav Maga what I love the most is gun is is defense against the gun and gun from the front rifle that's what I like to teach the most and fundamentals the fundamentals of of self defense yeah how to throw punches properly how to have the mindset. And all that goes with that. That's kind of what my forte is. And so that was the question posed to me. And there's, so yes, we've, we've done other Ranger battalions that we've taught. And we, I personally got to go through the Sock P course, uh, which is a special operations. Uh, uh, it's not, it's something that I got to go through with Joe and take the class. And then the second half I would teach. And so, you know, that's where, believe it or not, guys, that's where kind of my journey of weight loss and stuff comes in. So, uh, Jose had asked, I saw him on, um, uh, you know, Jose, are you listening to, uh, on real talk? Are you on Facebook? I just want to make sure that I'm getting comments from both, both those, um, lives because I see that I have some people on real talk and I have some on Mark Cox's uh and then we have yes and we got some live views on Facebook. Okay, so I'm just kind of taking a look in that you're on Facebook. Okay. So I'm seeing that the I see the uh the the thing. I appreciate it, Jose. Thank you for showing up to this too. I know you're on 75 hard on one of the phases. We'll talk about that in a second. So um I'll, let me let me just tell you when this is where my journey is when I was going through a sock P course on what had happened to me 
in 2017 when this whole uh this whole thing kind of came came to a head and what had happened to me so i the, here's the story when i was um going i had flown out to do this uh this course on on base and the second half i had to go ahead and uh, teach the gun and the first half i was taking the sock pee course and this particular time i wasn't feeling well at all and so uh, you know by the end of day i was super tired i was really really tired by the end of day before i went to that trip and did that course uh, I had injured myself doing a uh, just a simple groin kick and into the pads, and I had hurt my leg, and it was swollen, and it, it just wouldn't go down. So I went to the hospital and said, hey, man, I, can we just double check? I don't have a blood clot in here. And so they did an ultrasound for me, and everything was fine. So that particular day, I said, okay, well, if I, if I got the good to go, then I'm going to go ahead and, and take off and, and teach this class. And so I got on the airplane and at that time also, just so you know, I was, uh, you know, I, I was on a, um, doctors, you know, there's a men's clinic and I was shooting testosterone, uh, through the men's clinic with doctors, uh, because my, my test was so low and, uh, they had me on these low dosage. And then, so I would, uh, take a shot before I leave on, on the airplane. So I didn't have to do it when I'm there. And so I, I want you to imagine this. Okay. So I've done that and I'm flying and then I get to Georgia. I have a week of this that I'm doing. And every day, man, I was super, super tired, man, at the end of the day. And as a matter of fact, uh, where I stay with Joe and, 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 and Victoria there, they even came and helped me that night with, you know, I had some chills and I just, I just wasn't feeling well. And then I get up the next day and I, and I just humped through what we had to do. And, and by the end of day, by the end of week, man, I was really looking forward to coming home. So I went home and, um, I don't know. So, you know, the next day I, I went to the, went to the weight room and I was lifting a little bit. And then I, at night I couldn't sleep. Then the next time, uh, Michael's at home at this time because he's not married just yet. And I said, uh, hey, son, it's one o'clock in the morning. I, I cannot get comfortable. I'm going to go. I'm going to run to the hospital and uh, just have this checked. It feels like I have a rib out of place. I thought I hurt myself during training. And so uh, I went to the hospital and, you know, right away they, I, you know, I had a hard time doing this where you take a big breath and you, you let it out. Right. And I had a really hard time doing that. So they said, hey, they hooked up the, the EKG and they're checking my heart to make sure I didn't have a heart attack or something to that effect. And they said, hey, your heart is fine. We're going to take you to PET scan. And so I, I didn't really even know what that was, to be honest with you, when I was there. And so they sent me to PET scan and they come back and the lady had told me, she goes, listen, uh, you're going nowhere. We are admitting you now. And they started giving me some shots in the stomach for blood thinning and told me that I have double... Um, blood clots that are in my lung. And now let me, let me tell you, that was a super eye opening thing for me that I was, um, laying in the hospital told I was lucky to be alive, that the clots didn't, uh, go into my heart or, uh, 
up to uh, where I'd get a stroke. So I, you know, I'm in, I, they admit me right then and there and, and then I'm in the hospital and I was like, wow, I, the, the traumatic event that can turn around in one, in within an hour of your life to going that, Hey, you're lucky to be alive to that was very super traumatic. So this is where this journey started, guys. This is how it all started is from me teaching the military. I'm flying home and I'm here and I'm in the hospital bed and they're telling me I have double blood clots. And then through this process, uh, you know, you get all kinds of doctors that come and talk to you, including the heart doctor. And the heart doctor had asked me, "Do you, are you shooting testosterone? And I said, yes, sir. I'm under doctor's orders on that and that that's what I'm doing. And he said, he says, do you know that that can thicken your blood? And are you giving blood or anything like that? And which I was not. So it was, uh, it, first of all, it's a miracle that I stayed alive, right? Because not only did I shoot some tests, uh, and then I flew. So you're up in the air where you have all this pressure, uh, when you're flying and to being sick, to flying back home, uh, to uh, heading to the gym and all this stuff. And, for some reason, God has other plans that I'm here. So that's, that's what had happened. And so when you're laying there in the bed and it's day three and they're not letting me even walk yet because they don't want anything to break off. And I'm just, you know, and I'm on these blood thinners and then, uh, they're shooting my stomach with stuff. And, and, you know, of course, every doctor has uh, says something to you about, Hey man, you've got to drop some weight and stuff like that. This is, I was, I was definitely at, uh, way higher rate, way high in, in, in the 300, super high in the 300s. And, uh, and I was like, you know, of course you hear it all. And that's just the way it is. You know what I mean? Cause I'm sure any, any, you guys know what I'm talking about. You go to the doctor. What's the first thing they say, yeah, you know, usually it's your, your weight is too much and you got to change your diet. I mean, this is what we hear constantly when we go to the doctor. But unfortunately, when you do that, doctors are very not skilled in how to, uh, you know, treat eating or treat eating disorders or diet. They're not dietitians. They don't know. It's just, you know, they say, you know, here's the calories and do what you're going to do and, and you need to lose some weight. I mean, that's pretty much the way it goes in Western medicine, which is unfortunately kind of sucks. So, uh, Listen, this is, uh, I went through a really dark time here, just so you guys know. So in February, my son's getting married and I'm super lucky to even be at his wedding. And I remember being there and these, this is now four months into what I'm doing, just so you know. So it's February and I'm four months in and I am uh, super depressed. And every time, I don't know if you guys have had medical to tell me, uh, you know, give me a thumbs up if you've had this or not. Right. So I am every time something kind of pulps in my, in, in my heart, or I feel this twang, I really felt that I was going to either a uh, die or b going to have a stroke, which I asked several times, Lord, just take me home. Do not let me have a stroke. You know what I mean? Uh, please. And so this is how I was living and I'm super depressed and I really wasn't exercising. I wasn't doing squat. And, and I just, and I even, 
I, I can't tell you, I'm not really sure exact amount of weight that I was at my highest. Okay. I really don't know. But based on what, on what I'm saying, I, it, it, it could have been close to four, maybe close, uh, in, in close in that area. I just don't know. You've seen me do some before and after pictures, especially when I'm in that suit. That suit is at Michael's wedding at that time. Super unhealthy, super scared, super depressed, and just, you know, didn't know where, where I was going to be with life, right? Jay, Jay Walker is the one that kind of curved all this for me. So Jay went and uh, he did this contest and he's on this keto diet. And then I watched Jay do a, a complete transformation. And I said to myself, hey, you know what? If Jay can do that, I can do this. And I studied on it for a week and a half. That's what I did. I just kind of looked through it and I did everything and I studied on it and to see what it's going to look like. And once I did that, I said, I, I think I can do this. And I called Jay and I said, hey, I think I'm going to... Uh, uh, um, did you, Jay, I said, Jay, I don't want anybody to know this, but I'm just going to try this out. And you want to know why I didn't want anybody to know? Because I've already set myself up for failure. That's why I didn't want anybody to know if we're going to be honest about it, right? Is because uh, I thought, you know what, we're going to fail this, so we might as well, uh, I don't want to tell anybody in case it just doesn't happen. So that's the real reason. If you want, if for me to be honest, but then I started this journey and I saw some, uh, immediate results when I went to a keto diet, I bought all the blood things to check my blood every day. You can ask Jay about this, man. I was checking myself all the time. Uh, is everything okay? Uh, am I in ketosis? What does that mean? And so for those of you, and I'll get to the keto questions in a second, but I, this is the journey I went on and guys, I had to make a mind shift. And this is what I want to talk to you about is having a mind shift into what, what it is you're going to do and, um, in, in stuff, anything you do, I, I don't really care if it's working out. I don't care if it's your marriage. I don't, you know, your relationships. I don't, I don't care if it's, uh, anything of the sort, but, uh, if you're, if you're going to, uh, have success your mind has to be right. And I wish there was a magic pill that I could give everybody. I really do. Because if I could, I would let everybody know, uh, here's the pill. Everything's going to be good. But that's just not the case. It's hard work. It's a mindset. And you need to move forward through it. And you are going to have something thrown at you every single day. And sometimes the people that love you the most are your biggest uh, uh roadblocks. Okay. Um, so if you, and I wasn't there. And so I had to make this decision in my head. I remember laying, uh, down and, and saying, okay, I can't live like this anymore. So if something's going to happen to me, it's going to happen to me and I'm just going to move on. And so that's what I did. And I just got up the next day and I just started this thing. Okay. I emptied everything out of the, my, out of my, uh, out of my cupboards. I told my kids there'll be no more pasta in the house. You guys don't have to cover this, but this is what's not going to be in the house anymore. And then I said, and I gave up sugar. And to be honest with you, I believe that giving up sugar is 
probably the the most important thing that I did. It's what changed my skin, I believe. It's what uh, it took me from looking super unhealthy to looking younger. And I believe sugar is a killer. And it's definitely a killer in our in our children. And then you have uh, uh, I think that you know, how do I how do I say this? A ketchup in even, right? You know, for a bottle of ketchup, you have this much sugar in a bottle of ketchup. And I used to put ketchup even when I was dieting on everything. And I'm like, wow, anything I touched, I had sugar. And so I had to give this up and I gave up sugar. And I very rarely eat any type of sugar, even though some of our foods have sugar in it. Uh, I, I'm very careful on what that is. So if there's, if you want to see a change in your health, that's the first thing I would tell you. Anybody that's a Coke fanatic or drinking Cokes, um, sodas, energy drinks, when you start pushing that stuff aside, you are going to see some great um, results. Any kind of alcohol, guys. When I started 75 Hard, one of the thing is no alcohol. Now, I really didn't drink. I'm not a beer drinker, and I'm not really a drinker. And Maybe I have a little bit of whiskey here and there, you know, casual with 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 guys you know we, we you know we salute something and that is but i completely gave that up but i also know people that are close to me that drank a lot and they give up alcohol and all of a sudden they just completely look healthy they just look a little different so that's that's where i started my journey guys it was a mindset that i had to get out of my own head and if i didn't get out of my own head then the, I, i'd get nothing so this is it, guys. This is how it was. So this is the question on how I started my keto journey. That's how I started. I had a question on that. And so the next thing is, um, is is the ketogenic diet, okay? And is it for everybody? Is it, maybe it is for everybody. And I'm not here. Listen to me. People have lost uh, a numerous amounts of weight not doing keto diets, okay? So um, uh I, whatever works, I'm an advocate for, do you understand? Whatever that is, if it's calorie deficit, if it's intermittent fasting, if it's any of that kind of stuff, I'm an advocate for whatever is working for you. And people see a transformation in me because I've lost close to 115 pounds or something to that effect, something in that number and, uh, and how I did it. And, and I'm still not where I'd like to be just so everybody knows. I, I still, um, I, I personally would like to lose another 65 pounds, to be honest with you, uh, with uh, training in jujitsu like I do. And so everybody asks, is what's the keto, what's what ketogenic do, right? So when you're in ketosis, when you're ketogenic is, you are starting to learn, your body is now starting to burn fat over uh, anything else right? It's starting to burn fat than it is um, to, you know, like when you're burning uh, carbohydrates, guys, you have this high carbohydrate diet and American diet is just notorious for carbs, right? Uh, tortillas, uh, chips, uh, bread, pasta. I mean, it, and I ate all that crap. And, uh, and then you see that you have this high carb. And then what your carbs do is they turn to sugar and it's burning sugar. And so you, unless you're eating even healthy, now it doesn't mean there's not healthy carbs, it just most people don't drink, eat healthy carbs, right? Vegetables are carbohydrates. Um, 
you know, brown rice, and that's or 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 my Ronnie used to love Ronnie over over rice loves um my trainer uh sweet potatoes. He just feels that they give you a, a longer uh, window. The glycogen is a little bit different, and so that is something that he enjoyed a little bit of sweet potatoes. That's his diet. That's how he that's how he eats, and so I think that uh, for me. When I was in ketosis, I felt a little bit different. I can feel that uh, I wasn't eating sugar. You can't be in ketosis and eat sugar. It just, you you just won't be in ketosis. Okay. So your glucose has to be, I measure my glucose and my blood. I do it almost on a daily anyway. And so when, when you're in ketosis, you can't have a high carbohydrate diet. You'll never be in ketosis. The, the beauty of, key, of of the ketogenic diet for me was there is no faking it, okay? You can't say you're in it, and then you take a, a reading, and if you're not in ketosis, you're, you're not doing the ketogenic diet correctly because you're not in ketosis. And so they're getting, for me, guys, getting writing down, I went to Carb Manager, and I got my Carb Manager diet, and I what I did is I, for the first month, I was religious on everything I took in, it told me exactly how many, and I kept in my macros. And it's a weird phenomenon, right? That your fat content should be higher than um, than your protein, right? It's just not. It's a weird. It's a weird thing to think about, right? How do you have a high fat diet and lose weight? That's weird. So that's what I did. And so, uh, is there an unhealthy way of doing? Uh, uh, ketogenic diet. Absolutely. Yeah. You can drive through McDonald's and get a a sausage McMuffin and tell them no bun. And you're eating, you know, the cheese, the sausage and the egg. Is that the most healthiest thing? Is it in, is it technically keto? Yes. It's technically keto, uh, in and out with their protein style, uh, burgers. Is that, is that, uh, a ketogenic thing? It is a ketogenic thing. Uh, believe it or not, as long as you're not having the bun and, probably the sauce in there too, because it's got sugar in it. But, um, you know, and they have these things called, uh, you know, flying saucers or, or, uh, and so you get two patties with a piece of cheese and, and stuff like that. Super keto. Uh, so here's the thing. Did I ever use that stuff? Absolutely. You guys. So when I traveled, if I had to do a, a quick eat, all right, there's no, I, at, at times, I don't like eating a lot of red meat, just so you know. But if I saw a in and out, that's something that I would grab a snack for and get a couple of their patties with um, a protein style and one piece of cheese. And that would that would fulfill and it would still stay within my macros of what it is. Is that the most healthiest way? No, it's not. What is a good, healthy? This is the question that um, Ohanis's mom asked me about you know, what, what, what's some good, healthy fats. So guys, I use, so, you know, I always have a packet sometimes of coconut oil with me. Uh, the MCT oil is awesome for ketogenic diets, but unfortunately for me, sometimes it gives me a little bit of an upset stomach. Uh, some people, it doesn't bother at all. Some people it does. Right. So for a long time, when, if I had a salad, I take a teaspoon, uh, or a tablespoon of MCT oil and I would kind of put it on along with a little bit of dressing and I would add it to my salads for to get the MCT oil in. 
And um, I learned that coconut oil packets at Trader Joe's coconut oil. You can go ahead and grab those. And I always have that packet with me. So if I need to up my fat content a little bit, my macros of fats have to be, I will use that uh, coconut oil on, let's say we, I've gotten a piece of salmon or something to that effect and uh, with some broccoli or something. And, and I would put the coconut oil on and make sure I eat that with it. So, so that gives me this higher fat content. So, um, so these are some, and listen, guys, you have to be very careful on some things, right? Not all nuts are great. By the way, this is stuff that I had to learn. I I thought cashews were great, but for a ketogenic diet, cashews suck. Okay. And peanuts aren't the best. They're not the worst, but they're not the best. You know, almonds are good, but you have to have this little kind of, you have to have a quarter cup. If you're going to do anything, guys, if you want to have a little bit of, of almonds or something during the day or pecans or something like that, get a quarter cup and do not just reach your hand into a bag and grab a thing. Get a quarter cup, put them in a plastic bag. You know that is exactly measured to what you can. You know exactly how many calories you're taking in, how many fat contents you're taking in so that you can have a win. If you guys go fly by the seat of your pants, now, is this not true for anything, right? If we go by and fly through the seat of our pants and just do anything that we want to do, um, then we, we are surprised right at, oh my gosh, I have no results. Are you kidding me? All right. I'm not, I, you know, I'm following it to a T. Da, da, da. Let me tell you something. You're not. Okay. Uh, there's something uh, wrong in your, in your macros if you're not making it, having a win. Okay. So hence 75 hard. This is what comes about. I get on to Andy Frisilla. I totally relate to this guy. I'm going to have a cup of coffee. Is that okay? Hold on a second. Mm. Totally keto, by the way. It's a little bit of heavy cream with this Nespresso. Nespresso, chocolate coffee. There's no sugar, but it has this chocolate taste. They have the peppermint out for Nespresso's. No sugar. It's got a little peppermint taste. A little bit of heavy cream. Uh, that is a good, that, that's way better than any energy drink that you're taking in, for sure. And so, uh, 75 hard comes about because it's Andy Frisilla and I am like, uh, you know, I am totally zoned into this guy's podcast. Now I've shared a lot of his stuff and I know his language sometimes is, is, uh, is up there, but I don't know. That's just real to me. I like the way he talks. I like the way he, he's no nonsense. He struggles with depression himself. He struggled. He was a 350-pound man himself, and he developed this program called 75 Hard. There's five things that you have to do, and you guys know, and I've done this several times. I failed several, uh, a couple times. I succeeded, and then I went on to these phases. So the question was about 75 Hard, how it came about. Well, this is how it came about. This you have to drink a gallon of water, which is by far the hardest thing I do on 75 hard is drinking a gallon of water. I can drink a gallon of coffee, no problem, but a gallon of water, brutal. Okay. And read 10 pages a day. And you know, I, I hear all the time, well, I read more than that. That's not what the thing, 10 pages a day, find a book, follow, stick to the plan. If you do more than that, that's great. That, but why talk about it? Okay. You got 10 pages to do. All right. You got workouts. You got two workouts. You got 
a indoor workout and an outdoor workout. They have to be 45 minutes long. I know, Jose, you have a question for me. I'm going to talk about these, what my, my morning stuff is. You, you may even be a little more disciplined than I am in the morning time based on what I'm watching. But um, so you have two workouts, one in the morning, one at night. You have to take a progress picture every day. Okay. Every day you take a progress picture, right? And then you have to be on a diet and on your diet, whatever the diet is, there can be no cheating and you cannot wave. You can't be having a bunch of little snacks and you can't have any alcohol and you got to do this for 75 days. Now, let me tell you, 75 hard completely changed my mindset. It completely changed a couple ways. First of all, it changed it in a way that when you give me excuses, on why you can't do anything, just pissed me off, right? Because I had all these excuses all the time sometimes. And when I have it, you know, you got this, you know, Andy talks about this bitch voice and this beast voice all the time. Which one is it? And I remember sometimes on my 75 hard, not getting my outdoor workout in. And I was like, man, um, I got to get up. It doesn't matter if I got to walk around the freaking block uh, or do what I got to do to get this outdoor workout in. Now, luckily for us, our 24-hour fitness has a whole outdoor thing. It, you, it's where the Rams used to do their camp when they were here in Thousand Oaks. And so I had this access to this outdoor facility when I really needed to do outdoor workouts. But then what, what happens? Pandemic hits, right? And I really worked on having a home gym. I have a beautiful home gym. I love old school weights. If you know anything about me, I can't stand these plastic weights that you can't hear clang. I love the, the, the sound of real iron in the, in the weight room. I, I, you know, I, it's, I'm weird. I like it a little more dingy. I'm not into these, you know, these gaudy looking gyms and, and all that stuff. I, I, I like headphones on. I like to hear the weights clang and I like to get after it when I, when I'm doing this stuff. And so I made that my gym. I found old school, um, iron dumbbells that I have a whole rack of, I mean, old school ones. Like you would see like we were here in high school and you know, playing football and I've got all the free weights that I have. And then I bought what's called the tank. If you know the tank, it's one of those things that you push and, uh, they have a version for your home. It's got a three-wheeler. I have three plates on that, and I push that thing around the block. Uh, so I have the tank at home, too, and I've worked on having this awesome gym. Uh, and so I go on this 75-hard journey, and it is a a mind um, thing for sure. And then we started reading books. And then I, you guys can go back and look at my uh, – uh, with Mr. Escobar, I, you know, he is a book fanatic and I, and I have a podcast with him. You're welcome to go back and, uh, the entrepreneurs, um, uh, coffee chat that he has, Jose, if you're still online with me, just post that on there. So people can come and look at you too. Uh, if they have any questions for that. So I go on the 75 hard and Jay and I do this thing together. And, uh, I'm going to tell you something It was very, very powerful. It is, uh, I've heard a lot of people say they've done it and then they modify things or a week. I can't drink that much water. Um, uh, right, Dickie? That tank is gnarly. You know, um, I can't drink uh, all the water, you know, so I'm only doing half a gallon or uh, I'm going to do, uh, you know, this is how I'm going to slide. Hey, listen, man, there's five things to do. Do them all. And that's how you succeed at 75 hard. 
I mean, that's the first thing about 75 hard, right? You got five things to do. If you can't do those five things, you've already failed. Your mindset's already failed. Okay. And so I, I, I think that that was the first part of me. And then I, when I hear excuses, when people are on 75 hard, I, anybody that's done 75 hard out there, ready? Tell me you're not true. Jose, you've done it. Do you just get like mind boggled about excuses? Just like shut up and move on and do what you're going to do, man. Okay. Everybody's fighting something. Everybody struggles with something. It doesn't really matter. If you're fat, you're struggling there. If you're skinny, you're trying to gain weight. Okay. Uh, when you're losing weight, people say, oh, man, what's wrong? Are you sure you're healthy? When you're not gaining enough weight, are you sure you're not healthy? Are you sick? I mean, it is a constant barrage of bullshit all the time. All right. And so you guys, this is the beauty of 75 hard. I drain all that out and I put my headphones on and I get to work. And I, then I picked these books. Now I've had to do some stuff, guys. I knew this. I didn't have the app. They didn't have an app when I first did 75 hard. The app makes things a little bit easier if you're going to use it. And, um, so I, I had a thing. I drank almost a liter of water as soon as I drank, as soon as I got up and then I would take a progress picture first thing in the morning, everything, two things that I started, I started my water intake and I took a picture, right? Jose, you asked about my how how I do things. What's my mornings and evenings look like? If I can get after it in the morning, I like to get a workout in in the morning. I really do. Sometimes I can't do that. Um, I've got classes to teach, right? And um, and so I decided that uh, my my routine was getting that picture in, and then at night, guys, I have this nice little patio, and I got a little patio heater. And I got a little fire pit that runs on brew paint. Uh, to get my reading in, guys, I would do it at nighttime, sitting outside. If it was chilly, it was cold. If it was windy, if it was hot, it didn't matter. But I wouldn't fall asleep when I read. Okay? So, uh, uh, and so that's what I ended up doing um, myself is is I read when I knew I couldn't fall asleep because I almost failed 75 hard. And I know somebody that failed it because they didn't get their reading in uh, because they fell asleep reading. And so, you know, you got to start over. It, it just is what it is. And so that's what I would do. And I always had kind of an evening workout. I always felt that I needed to do something in the evening uh, before I did anything, whether it was walk, whether it was uh, uh, going to the gym, doing the workout outside, pushing the tank, Whatever, whatever it is I did at night, that's, that's kind of what I did. Now, here's the thing about 75 hard guys. There is no excuses, none. And then you have to battle your mind and then you have to have some integrity, right? The integrity is I've had people say they've done 75 hard and then said they really haven't, you know, yeah, I got through it. It is what it is. Uh, if there wasn't a mental shift, you didn't do 75 hard. You didn't do, you didn't do the program. You did some half-assed version of the program and you didn't do the program. I'm telling you that right now. Uh, I, I know this from experience. The 75 hard put into hyper thing about my um, weight loss was a byproduct of my mindset. You guys got that? It wasn't, I didn't do 75 hard to lose weight. I did 75 hard to change my head, to get my head right. And boy, did it do that did an awesome thing for me. Right. So when I did 75 hard, I was like, hmm, uh, 
these are the things I learned. Now, I've got a panel. I think what we're going to do is a 75 hard panel talk one time. Everybody that's done 75 hard, Jose, you'll probably be in on that, right? Jay, John, all the all these guys. I got females that did it with us. And you're going to hear something when we all get on a panel talk on, on one of these talks about, wow, this is what I felt. And, hey, I've been there, right? And here's the main thing. Here's what you're going to learn in 75 hard, guys. Here's what you're going to learn in life, period. You're going to have people that say, oh, I wish I could do that, but the holidays are coming, so I can't do that. I'm not doing that. And I'll wait till next year, and then the next year rolls into the next year and all that kind of all that kind of garbage, right? And so um, we, we have these cheerleaders. Hey, I'm not doing it, but I'm sure rooting for you. And, and, then, and then pretty soon you're on day 10. And then people are, you know, people like they may notice a little bit of something, right? Pretty soon you're on day 20 and nobody even gives a rat's ass what you're doing anymore. Correct. They don't care. Uh, you realize real quick the, the the next questions you get around day 20 is, are you still doing that thing? That that 75 hard thing? Uh, you know what I mean? So you're going to learn that, that you're all in, but you're all in by yourself. It is what it is. OK, if you want to have a uh, if you want to have this awesome uh experience and changing your mindset and that's the beauty of 75 hard guys you know what i used to love i did 75 hard when i traveled i did it through holidays because you know why because that's the time nobody's doing squat they don't have uh they don't have a pair to start something when it's the hardest to start so being in in uh georgia in in the heat I've done it in the heat and I've done it in the winter, been on 75 hard and you got to go outdoor workouts. I used to go to Pooler Karate. They have a big parking lot. I'd put to do my 45 uh, minute outdoor workout, whether it's the heat or the cold, I'd have uh, I would put um, kettlebells on each side. He has a long parking lot. I'd walk to one side and do kettlebell swings. I'd go to the other one and do kettlebell lifts with shoulders. And then I would do the other side. I'd walk the other way and I would do push-ups there. I walked the other way. I would do squats. This is exactly what I did on the 75 hard. And I remember it pouring down rain one time and I'm out there doing this. And here's what I knew. I remember going right. And you see all the, the, the rain splattering on the, on the kettlebells and uh, I'm lifting this kettlebell and in my head, I'm going, there's not another human being doing this right now in this weather. And that's something about that just jacked me up even more. Okay. I felt such a sense of accomplishment, right? I didn't need any of my friends to tell me what a good job I was doing. I did nothing. I got done with that workout. I was dripping. I was dripping in uh, water and my sweatshirt was uh, ringing wet and the kettlebells are, are covered with water and I get inside and I sit down and I go, nobody else on, on, in, in this state just did what I just did in 45 minutes outside in this weather. And something about that was an accomplishment. That's the beauty of 75 hard. That's why I did 75 hard. So the guys that questioned me on why did I decide to do it? Why do I keep doing it? Because it's like sharpening uh, a knife, right? The more you, you, know, you want it that just right, right? And it's what sharpens my head, guys. It gives me a sense of purpose. It gives me a sense of drive. When I feel I'm being lazy, when I think, oh, you know what? I'm going to hit phase one. You know what? I'm going to hit phase two. And, uh, you know, and then you go to these different phases. Phase one's a whole different ball game. Phase one's probably the hardest one I've done so far because you have to add cold showers in. You have to hit goals. You know, you have to have goals in mind. You have to have visualization. 
and you have to have all that stuff. Right. And so that's what I did. And, and here's the thing, guys, the books that you read, I choose some books and I am a huge advocate of extreme ownership from Jocko. I've, I've read it four times. It, I listened and read at the same time. I don't know if you guys know that with books, right? Where you're listening and you're kind of following along with the book. So you got Jocko reading or Leif uh, reading Extreme Ownership while you're following along in a book and you're kind of taking notes and you can hear them and you hear their passion because that's what they lived it. And then you have this Extreme Ownership. This is the most life-changing book for me at all because Extreme Ownership, guys, has what has happened in my head taking ownership. This is one of those things that drives me crazy. And I ask people that are in my inner circle, Hey, if I'm not taking ownership of something, man, you check me. Okay. Because taking extreme ownership is life changing. And here's some examples. Just so you know, guys, you know, I got a great girl. Her name's Kat, right? If you guys know, if you guys met Kat before, right? And when she went, so think about that. Uh, she's been with me for a long, long time. And even at my highest weight, uh, she was with me. Even at uh, going through the stuff. So before my weight loss, guys, I had a credit score of 670, okay? 670, okay? Creditors, I went through a divorce. Uh, yeah, I got bills uh, Yazoo, up the Yazoo. And uh, I got tax bills that were owed for five years, okay? Five years, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 of taxes, right? That I just didn't pay. I didn't care at that time. I was going through a divorce. I just didn't care about nothing. I didn't care about my credit score. I didn't care about health. I didn't care about nothing. I just wanted to get through life day by day. And so this is what happens. Extreme. Imagine if I had the mindset I do today when that shit was happening, okay? And I have this extreme ownership. And here's what it is. This is extreme ownership. Let me give you some examples. The creditors would call me, and guess what I would do? I'd be yelling at that creditor. I dare you call me, and I dare you do this. Uh, why am I yelling at her for something that that I owe? Why? Because I don't take any ownership in it. I don't take ownership in nothing. Okay. I I I I went ahead and said that's your fault that I didn't pay that bill, and I don't want to hear it from you. As opposed to saying, "Hey, I appreciate your job. I don't have money at this time. It's my fault. There's nothing I can do about it, though. I didn't take any ownership in nothing. Nada. And and so. I mean, have you have you guys experienced that for real? I mean, have you looked at yourself in the mirror and said, man, there's a lot of times I don't take extreme ownership. We get mad at other people for our shortcomings, right? Uh, what we see as negative in ourselves is what we really portray on others, I believe, right? Uh, that's the thing about the bow in martial arts, right? Especially the one with most respect, right? It's saying what? It says, the good in me sees the good in you, and the bad in me sees the bad in you. And boy, is that a powerful statement. The good in me sees the good in you, and the bad in me sees the bad in you. Which means what I see bad in you is really what I see bad in me. Right? And I project that elsewhere. And it and this is this is something that I super struggled with. And when I, I tell my own children, if you can have extreme ownership. If you can have extreme ownership, you life is going to be different for you. When you take ownership of your mistakes and you take ownership of, of your wins and your losses, 
right? We have nothing but excuses, right? Well, I can't start that, or I can't do this because of that. Listen, if you're not going to start something, just say it. Say, hey, man, you know what? In my head, I'm just not ready. That's taking ownership. I'm just not ready for it. I wasn't there. Okay. Don't don't wish you can do something then then not do it. Okay. And um so I wish that uh I had this as a younger man that I had this directed at me and and that school would teach me and I had the right mindset to excel in life. Okay. I really, really wish I had it. So I'm just encouraging you guys. It was my most favorite book on what it what it was I did as extreme ownership. And when you go through it, it's kind of a hard read. Not everybody got out of it like what I got out of it. But there's no way that you cannot ask yourself these questions, okay, uh, of uh, am I taking ownership? Am I taking ownership of my relationship? Am I taking ownership of my credit? I mean, with Kathy's help and all this kind of stuff, just so everybody knows, yes, did I lose weight? Yes, I've lost over 115 pounds. My credit score is at 812, 815 or something as of the other day. I'm debt-free as far as any of the taxes now. Everything I was in debt was has been paid off. And you know what, guys? That was paid off this year. I've been paying that stuff for a long time. And I just had to take ownership of, of what I did back in those days. Okay. No excuses, no bullshit, move forward and take ownership of, of your shortcomings. And you're going to see things change. You just will. I've seen this, my own students, right? This even black belts, just so you know, I mean, this is, this is the kind of stuff that, you know, people have a hard time because I'm pretty since extreme ownership. I'm, I'm pretty well kind of an in your face type of guy in case you don't know me. And I like that same, that same counter back in, 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 in my immediate circle, the men that I surround myself with, um, when we speak. So I have black belts that, right. We, we, uh, we have belts and you congratulations on getting your black belt, but then all of a sudden you don't train. Let's say you, you're a higher ranking black belt. I haven't seen you in class for four or five years, three years. And all of a sudden you want to pop in and you want to test, right? It's your next rank for testing. For what, for what reason? To have the acclimates and you didn't do all the work? What what's what what ownership is there's no ownership. There's no uh integrity. There's no none of that. And, and there's no personal development. Okay. There's no personal development. Why are you why are you doing this? Let's say you're a doctor and you're a surgeon, but now you went in Congress and that's all uh that's all you've done now for the next uh 20 years has been in, uh, uh, in Congress and you, and you still doctor, but you haven't operated. You haven't seen patients. You haven't done any of this for how long. And then, then what at the doctor you want to, is that the doctor you want to, uh, have work on you yourself? No. Same thing with black belts, right? It drives me crazy. Yes, I was a black belt, so I, but I haven't done anything for 10 years, but I can still teach it because I have a black belt. No, you, there, it is a perishable skill. Unless you are sharpening your sword, moving forward, it's a perishable skill. Okay? Get out of your own way. Have some ownership in what you're doing. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, mm-mm, i got to change some stuff before I, I, I do anything like that. And so I just think that this is... What 75 hard did for me, guys, this is a main question, a big question I had. Several people asked about 75 hard. Jose asked me, what's my morning and stuff look like? Listen, uh, 
my showers, guys, uh, is is one of the times that uh, I'm always in that shower, whether I'm doing the cold shower or not. Right? There's a five minute cold shower that we do, and uh, everybody wants to rule the world. Uh, that song everybody loves, right? That song is just about long enough. That when it's done, you have your five-minute shower in, just so you know. I play it all the time when I say I have an Alexa in my bathroom, and I say, Alexa, play. Everybody wants to rule the world. I know that I start my cold shower when that song's done, and it's easy to listen to, and I'm singing along, that that five minutes goes by quick. That's one of the things I do, Jose, in in my morning thing to get a cold shower in. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm weird guy. I like to shower first thing in the morning, even if I'm going to go do a workout and I'll shower afterwards also. It's just, it just kind of wakes me up <laughs> for sure. And, um, uh, so that's one of the things that I've done. The next thing is taking that picture. And let me tell you something, guys, if I didn't have these pictures, I'd be super depressed because even on ketogenic stuff, right? I'm in a, you know, I'm in a, in, in, in where I've stayed stable almost for four months. I haven't seen anything. And it's just now recently that I've seen my, me dip down again in, in some weight loss again, because, uh, you know, and I could get super discouraged, right? We all get discouraged, right? This is moment. This is motivation and discipline, man. There's a huge difference, right? Jose, we have this, uh, this motivation. It's Monday morning. I'm going to get this started. We got a week of Thanksgiving. I'm going to work out all week and then I'm going to eat with my Thanksgiving. I'm right at it. And, and come Monday at two o'clock in the afternoon, we're already eating some shit that we shouldn't be eating. And then what we we've lost all momentum that we've had. And guess what? That's when your discipline better, better step in. I've talked about this uh, time and time again. Motivation is a great thing because it gets your endorphins working. But it's nothing without discipline and follow through because you are going to get hit with a right, with a left, with a hook, with a body shot. Life is going to come at you in every angle and there'll be every excuse on the book. You're going to have family members that saying, oh, you've had a really rough time of it. It's okay. It's okay. Take some time to yourself. Bullshit. Move past it. Move through it. That's what I feel. Okay. This is what uh, having ownership and what you're going to have do do. And this is just my thing. So as far as what I see, I see you get up at, at 5 a.m. I have these big visions of being up at 3.30, 4.30 and working out with Jocko, but I've yet to have it happen. I get home and I'm answering emails or something like that, and I don't get get to bed until uh, around midnight. And then, uh, you know, by the time it's all said and done, uh, it's... Uh, uh, you know, I'm getting up a little bit later and I still got to get my, my workout in and, and stuff like that. So my morning and evenings, Jose, to be honest with you on the question you asked me is like what I said, I have prayer in, in the shower. I'm, I'm kind of doing my thing, you know, when the water's hot and then when in and, and, you know, I just, you know, I thank God for keeping me here. I, I ask him for forgiveness of, of stuff that I know that I've done and that I'm going to do for the day. I'm a hard dude to be around. I, you know, I, I demand excellence around me. And then, uh, if, if you're not giving it to me, I'm going to, I'm going to hammer you for it. And then, uh, and so I'm all, I, I, I'm trying to be a better leader every day. I'm 60 years old and I'm trying to, uh, continually grow my mindset, uh, to be a better man. Uh, 
to be a, an example for my children. So I reflect on all this stuff in the shower and I pray and I, and I, and I think, and then the cold shower hits, I put on everybody wants to rule the world. My alarm clock goes off. It's the Rocky theme. Dun, 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 dun. That's my alarm when I get up in the morning and, um, you know, uh, t- to start that day. And then in the evening, I personally kind of like working out in the evening in my home gym. Just so you know, I just kind of enjoy it. I go to 24-hour fitness a lot because in the evening also, I like to hit a wet steam. It's the only gym I have that has a wet steam in it. And I really enjoy sitting in there for 15, 20 minutes in a huge wet steam where you just uh, – kind of detoxing and doing that kind of stuff. And if I don't have an indoor workout done, I'll go in that wet steam and I'll do um, push-ups on the bench right there inside there. I'll do shadow boxing in there and stuff like that. And it's quite a workout in a 10-minute time. Get your heart up at 140. That's what kind of my evenings are, and that's how I enjoy doing things myself. I enjoy an evening workout. Um, I feel sometimes if I do all my workouts and before I go to bed, uh, I feel like I'm cheating myself. This is just me. This is how messed up my head is. I'm like, man, you lazy, man. You didn't do nothing before. You came home and sat down and watched some TV. Why aren't you working out? You know what I mean? And so uh, that's kind of what what my my morning and, and stuff is, guys. And so with that being said, guys, I mean, I can sit here and talk for a long time. You can see I'm pretty passionate about about this stuff. And and uh, people that want to start ketogenic diets, I, I get a lot of of stuff. I have a few videos. I have somebody come in and, and, and read. Let, let me just tell you, uh, Ohana's mom is may, may, she may, may not be on here, but she asked me about some other stuff. Let me just give you some quick stuff, guys. What's easy. What's an easy ketogenic, uh, breakfast. If you're going to have breakfast, I, I intermittent fast myself, but if you're going to have breakfast and then I have a lot of breakfast sometimes, uh, when you're going out. So let's say you're going out, I, I go out, uh, uh, just so you know, guys, I don't have a good relationship with food. If you guys want to know that I don't enjoy going out to nice uh, restaurants. I don't enjoy eating food Been a scourge and taking things away from me and my weight for many, many years. So I got kind of this messed up relationship with food. And that's why sometimes when, if you go out with me, people always ask me, Mr. Cox, I eat nothing and, and stuff like that. It, it's just like, I enjoy the company. I don't enjoy the food. I don't need to go to a party to eat. I need to go to the party and enjoy my people that are around me and I enjoy them. And that's what I like. But here's some things, guys. If you're out and about and you want to have a meal and you're at a cafe, at, omelets are always a great kicker. Uh, if I go and I'm going to eat something, an omelet, you'll see me get um, uh, a three egg omelet. I'll ask them to put a little spinach in there for a little bit of that. I will ask for um, a little bit of cheese, not very much. Now, if you guys don't want to have cheese, you don't have to have cheese, but I'll have avocado on top. Avocado is a high fat, great source for ketogenic. So I got this spinach, this, uh, right. And then I, I'll say sometimes, um, uh, you know, I have no toast and I have none of that. Sometimes, even though tomatoes aren't the best keto thing on the world, I'll tell them to uh, grill uh, a couple tomatoes extra well on the grill. I have them, they're not fried, they're grilled, and that they're kind of cooked that way. And I enjoy a little bit of those tomatoes right there. I have a little bit of coffee, and I have water. And that meal will fill me right up, and that is a great ketogenic meal right there. Uh, eggs is a is a game changer for that. And so that's just kind of how I do things, guys. Uh, I enjoy salmon and asparagus. I put a little bit of uh, uh, grass-fed butter on it. 
and to, to up the fat content a little bit. I always have a little bit of coconut oil if I feel I need to have some more fats in my diet. And then that's how I do things. So there, there's hopefully that will answer some of the stuff. I can out a little more. Uh, my main thing, uh, um, Vance, I appreciate you, man. I see you keep on uh, doing that. I, I, uh, I, I hope you got something out of this, man. I, I know uh, I'm pretty passionate about this kind of stuff. I'm pretty passionate about being uh, um, focused and disciplined, uh, right? Because I have to work on this stuff myself, guys. I work on it on a daily. If I was disciplined, I want you to think about that, right? If I was disciplined, did I have to lose 100 pounds? Shit, no, no, right? I'm talking about being disciplined all these years, teaching martial arts. Am I disciplined on martial arts and punching and fighting and doing all that? Yeah, that's discipline. Am I disciplined on this area of my life where it needed to be? Obviously not because my head wasn't right, okay? That's part of taking the ownership of what you are. Well, you either make excuses or make success. You know, it's up to you what you want to do. And so, you know, for years, for years and years, I, I thought, uh, you know, uh, depressed and, and uh, why can't I do this and, and da, da, da. Yeah, because my head wasn't right, guys. That's why. Whenever I had successes, my head was right in the game. And when my head's in the game, so, so, so does the body follow. The, the, your mindset is such an important part. Working through injuries, working through uh, knee replacements. I had a knee replacement. I have a really bad knee. I was biting at the chomps at competition, watching my students compete. So proud of them. Watching my coach compete. And that's something I'm doing for myself next year. 60 years old, I want to get on the mat with another 60-year-old and test my skill. Right? Um, I just, that's just something I want to do. And so I'm hoping you guys, you know, Jose, uh, when you're here, if you can for a second, uh, uh, why don't you, um, Jose's got some really good insight, uh, um, on books, Jose, why don't you give your top three books that you think is a good mindset type of book? You just write it in the comments there and people can see it. Um, I'm just telling you that extreme ownership was probably one of the most uh, crucial ones. Discipline equals freedom is a super, super easy read. It's kind of like a field manual. You go right through that. If you're on 75 hard, you read discipline equals freedom. You'll read 10 pages. No problem. But man, it is insightful. When you when you he talks about discipline equals freedom and what that looks like, if you're disciplined on the diet, you're going to have freedom in weight loss. If you're disciplined in training, you're going to have freedom on the mat. If you're disciplined on doing what you got to do, you're going to have freedom in your marriage or in your relationships. If you're disciplined with your finances, you're going to have freedom in your finances. I mean, it is just an awesome, awesome book. And I encourage you guys to teach your children. I just had this with my daughter. Uh, um, the, uh, the other day and she's riding and we were talking about interest when she's getting ready to do a loan and we have saved enough money for her to go to another school that she wants to go to. She's going to go to a cosmetology school and we've saved money for that. And we were talking about interest is that interest free loan. And she's like, what exactly does that mean, dad? 
And so I explained to her the, the, the beauty of interest, right? That if interest is in your positive, where you use compound interest to create wealth, if you get to have the interest, you create wealth. In America, the credit card company takes all your money on a continual basis. That's compound interest against you. And I would say that um, and Ariel looked at me and she goes, Dad, why didn't they teach us this in high school? I said, that's a good job, baby. I don't know. I wish they did. All right. So I just want you to, I encourage you guys to uh, put your put your kids, uh, have have some talks with them because what our schools are teaching them isn't giving them ready for real life. Real life is going to hit you in the face every single freaking day, right? Death, taxes, okay, uh, debt, uh, relationship issues, uh, uh, weight loss issues, weight gain issues. I mean, I don't care what it is. It's going to hit you every single freaking day. All right. Get up and smack it back, uh, and move through and, and become, uh, become the, the warrior that you guys are meant to be. All right. Jose, thanks for this. Uh, Jose has got three of them. I popped them up here. Guys they are in the comments now. All right. He's got the 5 a.m. Club, which I bought that book. I haven't read it just yet, but I have got it. Courage is Calling. That sounds pretty awesome. The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. Obviously, Ryan Holiday is somebody you like. It looks like, huh, Jose? Um, so here's some great guys. Listen, this uh, Jose is a great uh, uh, advocate of 75 Hard and books to read. He's If you guys want to go look at him, uh, I haven't seen Jason Flame on here, but he's he's another one that's done this. John V, uh, John Viverka, uh, Ashley Sage. Dickie Billings, uh, all these guys that have done this 75 hard with me and, and push through this stuff is, is just, is an awesome thing. And I, and I hope that, uh, I, I took an hour with you guys to do some question and answers and maybe give you guys a little bit of what goes on in my head and why am I the way I am or why, why do I demand, um, the excellence that I do when I'm around me? Because, uh, I know the potential of people, man. I mean, I am a little bit older now, so I know the potential that people have to be great. And they're, if they could just get out of their own way, okay, and and uh, and fall in love with the process of failure. That's what I think. The process of failure is the most awesome gift that you can have, is being able to fail up, right? We either fail down or we fail up. And, and the lessons learned and just how, how special winning is. Not just a match, but winning in general. It is a special thing. And it doesn't happen all the time. And when it does, you got to embrace that win and move forward through it. And be the, be the winner that you guys can have. And listen, everybody's fighting somebody. Everybody's fighting something, not somebody. Well, maybe everybody is fighting somebody. But everybody is fighting... Um, something. So Jay Walker just popped on saying, good morning, man. It's good to see Jay on, on here. Uh, I, I talked about you, Jay, in the beginning. Uh, Jay's kind of the, the guy that started this all for me, this, uh, this journey back in the day. I mean, he's the one, he's the beast right now doing, doing something else. He's trying to win right now in his fifties, just a great mindset. And, uh, you know, I'll have Jay on my, on my, uh, podcast soon. And we'll talk a little bit about mindset because him and I have quite the same thing. And, uh, uh, we, we all battling demons guys. We battle them every day. Okay. We either defeat them or they defeat us. That's just the way it goes. 
All right. There is no there is no cushion. There's no maybes. There's no none of that. There's none of that shit. Either just do what you're going to do. Okay, and push through, push through the the obstacles and the hurt and the pain, uh, whether it's mentally or whether it's physically, get yourself doing what you're going to do. Okay. All right. As you advance, you fight my own mind. You know what, Vance? Everybody fights with their own mind, bro. I, I don't know. You, you know what I mean? I understand that you need help with that. I get it, man. I'm telling you, I have I, I, most of my stuff battles uh, is, is a battle between the ears, right? And if you're going to look at excuses, most of the time we got to look in the mirror because that's really where the excuses start. It all starts when we look at ourselves, and it also starts, we put the blame on everybody else, right? We're mad at somebody else for our shortcomings instead of just taking some ownership and listen, man, I suck at this department here and I need to move past this. And that's what I got to do. All right. Hey, listen, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this hour with me. Uh, it's an hour and 11 minutes. I can just go on and rant and rave all about all this because I have a lot of passion for this stuff. Um, uh, I, I have uh, a great stuff in the in the works for 2022. I will actually have a book coming out soon uh, for 2022. I'm looking forward to uh, getting that out uh, probably first quarter. Uh, just a little bit about uh, journey, life, mindset. Uh, if this you got something out of this, guys, I appreciate if you would share it, share it with somebody that you may need to, to, to talk about it. If I can, if I can be an encouragement to somebody going through some journeys that they can, I I would love to uh, to be able to do that. In order for you to do that, you guys can share this video. The audio portion of this will be up by the end of afternoon. And uh, if you if I'd appreciate it, guys, if you would go to my website, which is uh, www.markcox.com and subscribe to my um, either through Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you guys like your podcast through. That'd be great. If you can leave a review, it would be awesome. Share these videos. Encourage somebody today to stay in the fight. Okay. You yourself stay in the fight. When the battle comes. Okay, you must stay ready to be ready. Remember that. Stay ready to be ready. So don't let yourself slack. Don't let yourself slack mentally, physically at all. Stay ready to be ready. I love you guys. Hope you you guys have a great, great day. I'll see you soon, Vance. I love you guys all. Any more comments on this? I'll answer any more comments you guys got. Uh, this, share it with you guys. Real talk. Real talk today. I love you guys. Bye. You've been listening to Real Talk with Mark Cox. Real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, and coming at it from a real angle. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at MarkCox100. Make sure to subscribe and review. And tell a friend or two about the show. For more, hit up the website at MarkCox.com. Till next time, keep it real.